0: With Ashley Frasca Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
1: On 95.5 WSB Happy Saturday morning Good morning, whether you're headed to work Or maybe just getting off of work And headed home, be safe Glad you're listening to 95.5 WSB Ashley Frasca here hosting Green and Growing, the new garden show Right here on WSB And heard Monday through Friday as part of triple team traffic During Atlanta's morning news So yeah, six early mornings a week But I love it And this show is so much fun Here with you until 9 o'clock And then Dave Baker and the Home Fix It show 9 to 11.30 A little bit of a short show for Dave Because we got to make room for the Georgia Bulldogs Playing game number two Their home opener Against the Blazers of the University of Alabama Birmingham That's a really long name UAB UAB Blazers So hopefully we'll pull out a win Kickoff is at 3.30 all of the pregame and postgame action right here on your home of the dogs 95.5 WSB. And it, obviously, with Cheryl Castro's newscasts, there it cannot go unmentioned that the 20th anniversary of September 11th, if you're turning on the TV, um, that is really most of the coverage that you're seeing. I got in the car this morning and pulled out of the garage at about 5 a.m. The first thing I heard was the Star Spangled Banner and just started boohooing the whole way out of the neighborhood. So, um, we we don't want to make it a sad day But of course a day to stop and reflect And remember all of us do Exactly where you were at that moment That Tuesday morning 20 years ago It's just so hard to believe it's been 20 years But we want to keep uh, Keep things upbeat and happy for you And we're happy because we're transitioning Into fall I always love transitional times of the year We get four of them in between all of the seasons But fall in particular For a number of reasons Is favored by gardeners You've got cooler temperatures to work with Um, The day length isn't as long And it's just easier to be outside But less pests um, A lot less pests And new and exciting plants That you can go ahead and install Now this is the time of year to do so Really all the way through December If you want to plant new trees and new shrubs By golly now is the time to do it Because it's still warm enough For the roots to get stimulated and settled in the new soil um, But not, you know, cold to where you're going to have any frost damage or anything like that And Walter Reeves mentioned, and I'm really glad he did um, Kind of a reminder, now is when we're kind of going downhill, right? Going downhill on some fertilizations um, of our lawns and things like that Especially those warm season ones that are trying to go dormant You don't want to fertilize something when it's not and active growth So starting to dial back A little bit on that And also pruning hedges And shrubs um, You gotta think When you prune something Just like when you fertilize it You, you want it to be An active growth and You're telling it to grow more When you prune That's telling a plant To put on new growth So it's going to want to grow From the points where you pruned And we're getting close enough To the frosts You know maybe that May occur in the beginning or middle of November to where a lot of that new delicate growth is going to get frozen. Um, it's going to get frost damage come November. And you don't want that. It's just unsightly on the plant, doesn't look good, um, stresses the plant out a little bit. So let's hold off on using the hedge trimmers and the loppers and things like that. 404 8720750. Coming up next Saturday, I am excited to talk to Clint Waltz, the turfgrass expert at the University of Georgia. I think he's going to come in studio here uh, To join me for most of the show Of course, we're going to be talking about Fall aeration, overseeding Pre-emergent treatment If you're not seeding your lawn um, And pre-emergent herbicide That can be used on all of the grasses right now all of, all of your lawns to prevent the winter weeds I think there's nothing worse Than seeing those bright green winter weeds Sticking out of a dormant brown lawn And it's enough to drive you crazy You could go along with a little trowel And Pop them all out But why not try to get ahead of them Before they even germinate Put that pre-emergent herbicide down And you're going to have a a weed-free lawn Into the winter and early spring Talking uh, in the last few minutes or so Of the top three to-do list Where I was talking about planting natives uh, I wanted to share something fun with you there's a website, the Georgia Native Plant Society Almost every state in the country Has a website dedicated to their native plants And so ours is gnps.org It stands for Georgia Native Plant Society gnps.org If you're new to the area And you don't know what native plants are Now granted, I'm not 100% native I mean, of course, you want to plant some other things Give, give us some variety But just the benefits of attracting the pollinators a little Low maintenance, better suited to our conditions Our soil, that kind of thing Um, They have great categories of selecting the right shrubs, the right perennials, the right trees I named off a couple And they had a great article uh, bragging on the city of Roswell They unanimously passed a resolution to use native plants in city landscaping That happened just a few months back It was the product of a grassroots effort And residents showed up to the city council meeting They gave comments in support of the resolution So folks, you make a difference When you're educated about these things You know what's going on in your local government And they really pushed to get that going So starting as soon as, right now, this year 60% of newly designed or updated city landscapes Are going to incorporate native plants and in three years, that number is going to go up to 80 percent. So the resolution states native plants are a cornerstone to maintaining a healthy biodiversity. It helps reduce stormwater runoff, uh, preserves and promotes that historical and cultural heritage. If you've been in downtown Roswell, of course the magnolias are everywhere, right? That kind of has a little bit of a nostalgia. That's a native tree. Roswell's also going to develop. A pilot project that will create And uh, plan to eradicate Invasive plant species So that's that's twofold Promoting natives but also helping to eradicate Things that are invasive And you know I was doing a little bit of research On um, colorful fall shrubs You know things that, that change color And just look outstanding in the fall And one was burning bush euonymus Which you all know it You've seen that crimson bright 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 Every single leaf is red um, And I didn't realize I'm not going to say it's invasive, but it definitely spreads because it puts on berries, and of course from there it can spread. Uh, but I really like that. I really like burning bush. I really like euonymus. Didn't realize it was maybe considered invasive, so maybe may want to think twice. There's other shrubs that are just as colorful and knock out gorgeous in the fall that won't necessarily have that. Um, so next Saturday, Clint Waltz on the show to talk about turf and lawn grass, things like that. And also a good opportunity If you want to go to the Athens area This time next Saturday or For those of you listening out in Winder Out in Barrow County, Jackson County Monarchs and Beyond A pollinator stewardship class That's going to be at the State Botanical Garden Right there off Millage Avenue I remember it well They'll take an in-depth look at the biology And the ecology of monarch butterfly in North America It's going to be a really neat thing Because participants, folks who are going to show up to the class Get to utilize habitat assessment tools And practice citizen science Projects and kind of you know Really learn how to do enhancement activities To attract pollinators I think that's Going to be fun for people of all ages And you've heard me really promote Citizen scientists and becoming Those and we try to do that as part of The show let you know of opportunities Like that two good examples Are the great backyard bird count that we Do In February and March And then we just got past The Georgia Pollinator Census That was August 20th and 21st Had Becky Griffin from the University of Georgia On to talk about that Where you just, uh, you know Pull up a chair in front of a plant That's going to attract pollinators And bees and things Take a look for 15 minutes Count what you see And notate what you see And it really helps A lot of the research done Through the Extension Agency The Extension Office Through the University of Georgia 404 8720750. 8720750. Some of your questions online on the Green and Growing WSB Facebook page. On Facebook, search Green and Growing WSB. And there we are. Brian sent me a message just a day or two ago. I think my 12 year old maple tree is trying to figure out what's going on with it because the leaves are falling and there's holes and mushrooms growing out of the trunk. And sure enough, you look at the bark and the trunk of this maple, eye level and lower. Brown, like disc-like mushrooms growing out. So, unfortunately, that is bad news for Brian. What we call you know, mushrooms are conks. Really, um, a bracket or shelf mushroom. That's that's what it looks like. A shelf mushroom. Usually, a sign that the tree is infected with a rot-inducing pathogen. So, there was some weakness in the tree. Whether it was a hole, or maybe from a limb that was not pruned properly, that kind of ripped a hole into the bark. Um, a lightning strike, it could have been wind damage Could have been anything, something that weakened that tree That gave that pathogen and that fungus an opportunity to go in And so that is the tree's uh, indication of showing the stress Is these mushrooms or these conks? So my advice to Brian there was do a little bit more research Positively identify that's what it is But if you want there to be a chance to save it, it's in his front yard. So, um, you know, you really may want to hold on to that if there's sentimental meaning, see what can be done, or maybe just take it down, plant something else. But it's best to get an arborist to take a look at it. We've got a very talented pool of folks right here in Georgia, certified arborists. Who love, love trees They love coming out, looking at them, learning more Talking to you about them, educating you about them GeorgiaArborist.org That's where you need to go GeorgiaArborist.org And find one near you It has you enter your zip code And you find a tree professional Who's going to be able to do kind of a consultation with you Um, We've had a number of them here on the show And I just absolutely love the work that they do The Georgia Arborist Association Really, really good folks So Brian, I'm so sorry, that's not better And coming up Some white, mildewy looking stuff on Rajan's marigolds. What that might be, I think I just said it, (laughs) what that might be, and how to treat it. Plus, your calls. We've got some lined up 404 8720 750. And the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend. We'll be right back. You're listening to Green and Growing on WSB.
0: Scott Slade here on your WSB weekend Enjoy green and growing with Ashley Frasca And Dave Baker's home fix it this morning on 95.5 WSB The WSB News team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I Will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's Morning News Here's Ashley
1: Nothing but good news for you as far as the weather goes The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing And from Channel 2 Action News, meteorologist Brad Nitz You've heard him in for Christina Edwards all this week Thank you Brad Um, Sunny skies today and tomorrow Mostly sunny on Monday Highs in the mid to upper 80s Lows in the low 60s You're really going to start to feel it Open those windows when you go to bed Sit out on the deck and eat dinner Have a drink in the evenings That's when it's really, really going to be nice One of the things that I was actively doing this week um, And should have done months ago Finally pulling up weeds in the garden beds And putting down mulch And I used no products, no herbicides whatsoever Um, Got down there on my hands and knees Pulled out all the mulberry weed Which is so um, rewarding I mean you just pull it at the base of the stem And get the whole root and away you go Uh, Some grasses were a little bit tougher To pull out of there Um, And the beginnings of English ivy that stuff has been carried throughout all different parts of my yard. And I can see it when it's only about an inch and a half or two inches high. And just pulling that out entirely, making sure that English ivy does not take over a bed that I don't want it. I don't want it anywhere, but unfortunately I have it at the back of my landscape in the backyard. So I'm really starting to kind of beautify some things. I've still got a lot of color with some perennials and panicle hydrangeas are looking great. So just that cypress mulch underneath makes those beds pop and it looks So much nicer So I tell you all of that To tell you The weather is cooler You can get out And do those things And you're not dying In the heat Okay now I think it's time To do this Green and
0: growing Green and growing With Ashley Frasca Here's your garden To-do list This week
1: It's one of those Saturdays where I just Have so much going Through my head right now I think I'm all over The place So bear with me There's just a lot to do There's a lot to talk about A lot to cover Uh, Number one If you're not planning On seeding a lawn Now it's a good time For a pre-emergent herbicide When applied in early fall It'll control many winter annual weeds Like annual bluegrass, chickweed, henbit Uh, Those are recommended for turf grasses That have been established for at least a year Use something like Weed Beater Complete That is a Bonide brand Bio-Advanced 3-in-1 Weed and Feed For southern lawns Um, Halts is a Scotts product Or something with Balan B-A-L-A-N Those are all going to be good pre-emergent herbicides Um, And you want to really have that done by September 15th Uh, Maybe you've done it by now you still got a few days But the longer you wait You're risking the chance of those seeds germinating So just keep that in mind You want to get to them before they come above the soil Um, Number two Be on the lookout for local nature centers Chattahoochee Nature Center Dunwoody Nature Center Master Garden Groups That are now hosting webinars or classes Sure they do throughout the year But this is a really good time to learn a lot of good information Uh, North Fulton Master Gardeners Hosting their Fall 2021 Garden Lecture Series Cherokee County Master Gardeners Has an online webinar The last Friday of every month You can certainly reach out to me If you'd like to find some in your area Find me on the Green and Growing WSB Facebook page And number three talked about planting natives They're adapted to the local climate And soils they're great candidates for just low input Low maintenance landscapes Properly selected and established They can be not only beautiful But really super functional And largely problem and disease free Consider maybe azaleas The eastern redbud oak leaf hydrangeas Those are native here And berry. And not to mention those berry And attract the birds And they absolutely love it Coming up on 730 Your calls and your garden advice The things you love to be doing right now I'd love to hear from you. 404 8720
0: 750. It's 95.5 WSB. Oh, yeah, the grass is green. I'm going to live where the green grass grows. The grass is always green around the other side. It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries On
1: 95.5 WSB Halfway through the show, you're listening to Green and Growing on WSB Hey, Ashley Frasca here with you for the next hour and a half And then i got to make room for Dave Baker and the Home Fix It show I get out of here so fast at 8.58 because he starts crowding me in and using this space So I gotta go, I gotta go on time But here to take your calls this morning 404 750 And I know you're waking up to a beautiful Almost fall morning But let's not forget the 20th anniversary Of the September 11th terrorist attacks A lot of beautiful things being done Throughout the country today To honor those lives lost And the memories of the folks that uh, peril Perished in that that awful awful Tuesday morning 20 years ago I was in college I was at the University of Georgia I know you remember exactly where you were and what you were doing at that time Um, if you're interested in the tributes and the commemorances and some of the um, history of that day we are uh, in conjunction with our news partners Broadcasting some of that on the AM frequency here of WSB So those of you native Georgians who have been here a long, long time You know AM 750 WSB if you switch over to the AM dial Also, if you open the WSB radio app on your phone There is a spot where you can get to the stream that way as well We're going to carry that from now until 1130 And then 11.30 starts the tailgate and the pregame show for the University of Georgia. The Bulldogs hosting the Blazers from UAB today. So pregame begins at 11.30 and kickoff at 3.30. 404-872-0750 is the number to call Green and Growing with your garden questions, your garden problems. Or your advice, your advice for beginning gardeners. We want to help each other out. Um, I had mentioned Rajan sent me a message on the Green and Growing WSB Facebook page, and you may be seeing this on a lot of plants. Uh, Rajan's marigolds were affected, but my goodness, you'll see phlox, you'll see crepe myrtle, you may see euonymus. um, you're going to see powdery mildew very common disease of summer. It either looks like the green was just drained out of the leaves, or when you look up real close, it is a white powdery, you know, spores that are on the leaf surface. So it just begins to, you know the onset of it when we have cool nighttime temperatures coupled with the warm, humid days, which goodness knows we have had those. um it's it's a parasitic fungus. It just rests on the leaf. Surface and it does take some of that Sap out of the plant cells So you also may see the leaves kind of Start to curl and become a little Gnarly looking um, So there are really good products to use For powdery mildew One is Bonide Infuse. That's a systemic control So that means you know you apply it at the ground On the roots and it's absorbed up through the entire Tree or Shrub or whatever it is flower um, That also is good for like anthracnose Black spot stuff like that um, so Bonide Infuse is a good one that's systemic There's also something like man Mancazeb that has zinc In it um, and BioAdvanced They have a disease control as well For roses, flowers and shrubs And you see it right there on the label For powdery mildew, for rust Black spot, again another disease Other things like that so thankfully Powdery mildew um, is easy to get Ahead of. If it's growing on an Annual though, I don't know that I Would spend a lot of time and money treating that um, but my advice to Rajan was definitely, with the flowers you've got left, harvest some of the seeds from those marigold plants. Um, they're tall, or t- not tall, long, black, almost needly-looking seeds. They're actually quite fascinating. You can get a ton of seeds from one bloom, from one flower, um, and keep them in a dry envelope. Keep them in a in a cool place. Um, And then plant them next year You'll have more marigolds So that's a kind of good way to preserve what's left of the plant All right Up first, calling from Madison Out east, past Covington, is Rodney Good morning, welcome to the show
0: Good morning, Ashley Hey there, what's going on? Um, I have a question about I have a turf-type fescue lawn Mm -hmm. And I've had it for years And I have a poanna problem each year and I'm just trying to figure out the best way to go about it Every year I go about it a little different um, I'm planning on going ahead and getting it aerated and seeded today And um, that Poana likes to come in a little bit later And it's hard to control once it comes up um, And I wondered if you had any ideas um, for a recipe on, on controlling Poana You know, in a you yard. Know, it
1: really depends on what your Your invasion of Poannua is Because when you're talking about seeding I like the idea I like that you're going to overseed And this is a great time to do so Um, But then also you may want to consider If it's a really bad infestation You may want to consider holding off on the seeding And actually doing a pre-emergent treatment um, because pre-emergent is going to keep that at bay And the less and less po-annua You can get seeding in the lawn The better chance you're going to have For that you know, fescue to flush out And really grow out healthily um, So how bad is it Rodney What percentage of your lawn would you say Is overtaken by it uh,
0: Well when it finally comes up I would say about 40% Maybe last year I did some roundup applications After it came up And tried to uh, overseed the fescue And of course it didn't really In in the spring and it didn't really Mature enough to make it through the summer So I have some big uh, bare areas Out in the front yard And um, I I want to get those Seeded up and I do it every year I aerate and seed the fescue each fall
1: Yeah and do you in the spring You said you did in the spring as well right I did a little bit of seeding uh,
0: Roundup and seeding in the spring But uh, the timing is Critical as far as the weather mm-hmm. if it gets too warm too early that young fescue doesn't make it through the summer very well so i like to get the fescue down earlier in the fall so it's mature to make it through the winter and spring and then the summer it's fully mature um but that daggum poanna just keeps wanting to pop up and uh i'm trying to debate on whether like you said maybe go ahead and just put a pre-emergent down and do some uh uh seeding in just the bare spots this year
1: you know, honestly, with you saying it takes over at least forty percent of the lawn, I would do the pre-emergent, Rodney. I would go ahead, spare the the seeding right now. Hold off on the seeding because obviously the two are going to, you know, counteract one another. And they say you can wait eight weeks in between if you were to do the pre-emergent now. Um, you can okay. wait eight weeks and do the seed, but that's getting awfully late as well. Um, right. It's possible. It's well, definitely possible. Well, the
0: start coming down and. In- Once the leaves start coming down Then it's really (laughs) tough on that young fescue
1: It is, it is And yeah, I mean, having to get all that out of the way Just aerate and seed come, you know, early November Is going to be a pain Um, So I I would, I would hold off on seeding I would go ahead and do a really good application Of pre-emergent herbicide Um, That's at least going to stop a lot of that poa annua from even coming up And you'll have a chance to kind of catch your breath Get ahead of it a little bit See a little less that's growing this winter And then do focus your attention on really timing that out well For March, for seeding, for the fescue then Um, Do it, you know, maybe earlier than you did last year But take a look at something like the Farmer's Almanac Or like the University of Georgia, the Extension Service Has their... um, I'm trying to think of the website georgiaweather.net I believe where they can predict The last frost and all of that And kind of go over the trends of the seasons When the temperatures really start to get warm Just an overall general trend If we're going to be looking more at Memorial Day Or maybe earlier, you know Come April it's going to start getting hot sooner We can kind of see overall trends Of that but knowing that you're going to be able to get That fescue seed established in time Before the heat really kills it out So that would be my recommendation to you Rodney doing something like Scott's Halts or something with dimension In it those are going to be the best pre-emergent Herbicides to use to fight the annual bluegrass
0: Okay All right, well, I appreciate it, Ashley It sounds like a plan, and I'll go with it
1: I am going to keep my fingers crossed for you And if you've already purchased the seed You know, keep it in a dark, cool, dry place That bag of seed is going to be just fine to tide you over And you can keep it until uh, March And really stay on top of the timing for that For seeding that fescue in March And then keep up with the fertilization regimens as well, too, Rodney Because the tougher you make that fescue, and the more it's going to be able to establish, it can choke out weeds on its own with a lot of you know good care and strength. So stay on top of all of that. Stay ahead of any diseases that you may see over the summer. Proper mowing height is always really, really important for fescue over the summertime. And last but not least, watering. Um, there's a lot more on you in March and April to really keep that watered one inch a week per Or one inch a week uh, if there's no rainfall But of course if there's rainfall you can lay off a little bit And watering at the right times too To help that fescue along Um, Watering in the early part of the day That way it has a chance to dry out It's not going to introduce disease Um, The ground can dry out as well Which also is going to help those new blades of grass come up So thanks for the call I'm really glad you're thinking about it early All right, up next is Edie from Marietta Good morning Edie, I'm glad you called Good morning, Ashley. How are you? Good to hear from you. I'm so sorry I didn't get back to your message But a money tree or a money plant, right? Yes How yes. fun! So where'd you get that? Well, I actually uh, got it. It was marked down at, at the Walmart where I worked And
0: I said, well, let me try this yeah. And there's, there's a store I go to that has a real big one And I'd like for this one to get that big that." The leaves are starting to turn a little yellow on the on the edges, and I kind of took it out of the pot, and I saw the root system was like really strong and overtaking the soil. So um, I was trying to I wanted to transplant it into a bigger pot, but I didn't know what type of soil that the money tree was supposed to have.
1: Okay, that's a great question So when we're transplanting houseplants We never want to go more than an inch larger Than the pot is You don't want to okay. shock it and give it too much room So if it's in a little, you know, 6 inch pot right now Bring it up to 7 yeah. inch that So get the right pot Um You know, just potting soil is going to be okay Potting soil is obviously not alive It doesn't have the nutrients and the microbes and things in it That your soil outside would have But it's got all the things to retain moisture It's got peat moss in it, which is likely going to help it stay moist But then it's got the vermiculite or perlite That is a, a little bit, not of a drying agent, but to where it's going to be able to provide good drainage We don't want it to stay too wet in that soil as well So there's not going to be a whole lot of amendment you need to do, Edie I think just a regular potting mix is going to be just fine for it And keep the soil that it came with as well Um And just okay. you know, kind of put in, put in new soil And really as far as like fertilization Once a month, if that But you really start to slow that down um, at the end of summer So maybe I would say If you're going to go ahead And transplant it now Give it a week or two To acclimate to the soil That you've added And the new pot Maybe do one more Light fertilization And then you're good For the, the rest of the year You don't need to fertilize it again And make sure it's got What it wants It wants a little bit Of humidity You know So not near a indoor vent Or anything like that Not in the hottest part Of the window Where there's no humidity at all um, And you should be fine Okay Alright, well thank you very much Yes, it was so good to hear from you I'm glad you called and I'm sure we'll be talking Okay Thanks, right. Edie have a good day. You too, have a great morning See, Edie reaches out to me on the Facebook page And I don't always get to the messages I'm kind of a one-man band As far as all of the content on the Facebook page And answering the messages I always try to get around to it But been uh, traveling in and out a little bit So I'm trying, but Edie, thanks so much Up next, John and Alpharetta Cutting back a plant How to prune, when to prune, we'll tackle that Right after a break, you're listening To 95.5 WSB
0: It's Scott Slate, did you know you can listen To Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca On Saturday mornings on your smart speaker And me too, weekday mornings, just tell your Smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB And we're on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk, here's Ashley
1: Right now, warming up to, well, 65 degrees That's about what it was when I came on the air two hours ago So slowly warming up But the high today going to be 85 It's going to be sunny, 88 tomorrow Even a little warmer on Monday Maybe some thunderstorms coming in on Wednesday But we'll hold off Just enjoy the sunny weekend Lows already getting down to the low 60s I love that Your complete forecast coming up from meteorologist Brad Nitz it's in less than 10 minutes Have time for another call John and Alpharetta pruning a hydrangea Good morning, John Welcome to the show
0: Good morning Thanks for taking the
1: call Yeah, so what kind of hydrangea you got?
0: I believe there are endless summer hydrangeas
1: Mm hmm Oh my gosh, beautiful. So have you done anything on them? Well, uh, a variety of things. One year I cut them back to about uh, 12, to 18 inches above the ground, and then I read that on the endless summers, you don't need to cut them back. You you can leave them. So I did that this past year.
0: Uh, I got a good bloom in the spring, but uh, they die out pretty quickly in the summer, and I thought I would get... Blossoms all throughout the
1: summer, is that not Correct? Um, They definitely Should, they definitely should, so maybe Just in a little bit too Bright of sunshine, um, if they seem To just not be, you know, prolifically Blooming for you throughout the summer um, Pruning might be a good idea, and I Absolutely agree with that, you certainly don't have to But that's considered the same family as Macrophylla, like the big puffy hydrangeas And you do prune those Right after they flower, so if you Didn't Already don't, it's a little too late We want to have that done usually by July-ish um, So go ahead and leave it now You're going to do more harm than good if you prune it now But right after they're done blooming Go ahead and cut that, that bad boy down And you should be off uh, to a little bit better start And maybe one or two applications of fertilizer over the summer Just to really make sure it keeps its leaves And keeps its strength And is able to really promote the blooming habit
0: So in July, how far can I cut them back?
1: Oh, you can You can cut them back pretty far, for sure I mean, I would take that whole cane, you know, with the faded bloom Take that whole cane back Oh, okay Yeah All right, right. thank you You're welcome, good luck with it, John I agree, I mean, there's Blushing Bride There's Dually, there's Endless Summer And you want to enjoy those all summer Hence the name Um, So that's where I would start I would start with proper pruning next summer one or two applications for fertilizer, and you're going to really be able to enjoy it throughout the summer. More calls coming up, 404 872 Glad you're here with me, Ashley Frasca on WSB.
0: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.